son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. What's up, family? Welcome into Speak. It's going to be the best hang of the day because we have some amazing things to discuss that you need to hear right now. Cowboys legend Michael Irvin says it's time to stop all the Cooper Rush talk. But is it? Because Cooper Rush might be upseeding Dak Prescott. But how about Jimmy G? I don't think he's getting enough respect. The Niners are the scariest 2-2 and team in the league. But also, Russell Wilson, primetime television tonight. Whole world watching. Can you get right, Russell Wilson? We're going to talk about it with this amazing crew. That's Dave Hellman, NFL insider, the one and only Joy Taylor. Tap it. Tap it. Tap it. <laughs> sorry about that. I just want to do that. Oh, sorry. That's the Eagles' all-time rushing leader, 252 Live, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Okay, let's get right to it because the surprising all-star game of the weekend, and it's very surprising, it's taking place in London. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, New York Giants. That is the only matchup this weekend with two teams with winning records. So now the question is very simple. How far can this man, Aaron Rodgers, carry the Packers? He lost Devontae Adams, the greatest receiver in football, but still is three and one. I get it, I get it, I get it. He goes to championship games and he loses. He's done that four times, 2014, Seahawks, 16, Falcons, Niners, Bucks. He goes to championship games and he loses, but I don't look at it like that, y'all. I look at it like this. You can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. And every time Aaron Rodgers gets himself to a championship game, that's himself buying himself a lottery ticket. Now, when it comes down to it, Aaron Rodgers will get the job done in my mind because when it comes down to the teams this year that are ahead of Aaron Rodgers, it's not that many that are all that good. If I look at it, only Tom Brady has more NFC championship game appearances than Aaron Rodgers. So when it's all said and done, I think Aaron Rodgers will be up top at the Super Bowl this year. That's where I stand. I'm moving. I'm taking it to the desk to land with you, Shady McCoy. Aaron Rodgers, how far does he go this year? I think this year, I think they'll go to the playoffs. We can't see – you know, Aaron not in the playoffs. I can't see that. You guys can't see that. But that's where it stops. It's not about his, his wide receivers are young and they're not gelling together on offense. It's not that. It's the same story we always see. If last year, okay, they had the first seed and they had um, um, the, um, 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 Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams. How can I miss his name? Devontae Adams. They had him. And you couldn't go to the championship. You lost. Soon you played. Uh, the 49ers at home got bullied, got pushed around, and lost to Jimmy G. So my thing is, I, I can see them going to the playoffs. I just can't see nothing other than that. Just one game, one and done. You ever play one and done in basketball? <laughs> one and done. 
I, I think they're going to go to the playoffs like they always do. I mean, I, I agree with Shady. We know what Aaron Rodgers is. He's back-to-back MVP. He's always in the playoffs. They always win the division. They run through the NFC North, as they should, because there's not a lot of competition there. And he's going to look great, and he's going to put up amazing numbers, and he's going to wow us in the regular season. And I'm not being sarcastic. This is what Aaron Rodgers does every single year. But you just lined it up. They don't get to the dance. They get right there, and boom, you're not allowed in. You got the wrong shoes on, or whatever. <laughs> they, they don't get in. I, but also, I just really don't know how far he's going to take them with less talent at the wide receiving core, but there's the same amount of talent that they always have. Like, the Packers are always this. There's nothing new. They're seventh in rushing yards. They have a good rushing game. He's been able to get it to his receivers. They're a decent offensive line. They're top ten defense. It's just the same thing every year with the Packers. It's nothing new. But maybe it's not the same thing, Joy. Ooh. Maybe it's not. And look, look part of this – Part of this is me picking the Packers to get to the Super Bowl and not feeling great about it so far this season. But, okay, but think about this. During this, this late career, I hate to call it a renaissance because Aaron Rodgers has always been great, but they drafted his replacement, right? They did that, and then he won back-to-back MVPs. So he, he picked his play to another level. During that period of time, and really for most of the post-Super Bowl years, this has been a team that was high-flying. You had Jordy and... Greg Jennings and Devontae Adams and, and all of those great receivers. And it was all about Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. If they're going to do it this year, I think it's going to look a lot more pedestrian. It's going to be because of a nice defense. It's going to be because of a great running game. They're top ten in the league. Aaron Jones is the man. Uh, <laughs> Dylan's got the biggest quads I've ever seen in my entire life. So Close. that is a recipe. <laughs> Chill. That is a re- <laughs> that is a recipe for playoff success, is it not? Like I hate to call Aaron Rodgers a bus driver because he's not, but this is a formula where you're only asking Aaron Rodgers to make the plays that need to be made rather than doing everything. And so this is a less impressive looking Packers team than what we've gotten used to right now. Mm. But maybe that is a recipe for better success in playoff football. Joy, you said something incredibly interesting before the cameras turned on. You said that Aaron Rodgers gets a pass. Elaborate on that. Uh, he gets the ultimate pass. How did their season end? Shady mentioned it. The way an L, but not just any old L. It was a way bigger L than the Cowboys season. We were talking about Mike McCarthy needs to be fired and Dak Prescott isn't the guy and how could their season, how could the Cowboys, whose season ends the same way every single year, end this way? The Packers were the best team in the NFC. They had the back-to-back League MVP, a Super Bowl champion winning quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, who we used to put in the same breath as Tom Brady, right? Devontae Adams, Matt LaFleur, Boy Wonder, and took the L at home at a place where you actually have home field advantage in Lambeau to Jimmy G and the Niners, who the Niners tried to replace. Like, it was a way more catastrophic loss, by the way, to, to the Niners, who didn't score an offensive touchdown in that game. Mm, so yeah, it was a true. way more yeah. catastrophic loss than the Cowboys' loss. It's not even comparable. It should be expected yes. for the Cowboys to lose that way. Not, just, not even a shot at the Cowboys. For real they quick, I thought she was being team. nice to the Cowboys. <laughs> like, for they, just a second. They weren't as good as a team as the Packers were. But how about this, though? If you wanted to fight back, you could argue that in these championship losses that Aaron Rodgers has, four NFC championships, 
championship losses. Defense giving up 35 oh. points per game. Shady, it does not matter how good you as a running back or how great your offenses are. If me as a defender, your linebacker for you is giving up 35 points per game, there's only so much you, or in this case, Aaron Rodgers, can do. Joe just talked about it. He's getting a pass. You just gave him another pass. You didn't even know you did it. How so? talked about the defense. Oh, I had a great year. But the is that a pass or reality? That's a pass. That same defense was there when y'all were the number one seed. That same defense was there when you was the MVP, back to back. We got to stop giving this guy passes. Every year, I used to always say it. You know what? He'll have a great regular season. He'll be the best. All type of passes. Everybody scream how great he is. Double check signs everywhere, commercials. And then we'll get to the playoffs, and he arrives. Losses and losses and losses. So, we got to stop giving this guy passes. But, Don't blame the defense. But there's only Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady who in the last 10 years have had more championship success or championship appearances than Aaron Rodgers. So is that actually a pass or is he not succeeding? Because he's doing everything better than everybody else in the, li- in the league outside of the greatest player of all time and maybe the most talented player of all time. Tom Brady, Tom Brady has ruined football discourse, if we're being real. I've been saying that for years. Like, and, and it's a credit to him. Like, he's the GOAT for a reason. But the standard he has created, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is borderline impossible to measure up to. Now, should Aaron Rodgers have gotten back? Aaron Rodgers should have been back in a Super Bowl. I don't even care if he wins it. Whatever. The fact that they haven't even been back since the one that they won in, uh, what, the 2010 season? Yeah. Yeah. That is a long time for a guy who has either been the MVP or been hovering around the MVP conversation. That's a long time for him to not be on the game's biggest stage. But I, I tend to agree with you, Emmanuel. Like, and maybe it's, it's my experience covering the Cowboys. That dude rips the heart out of the Dallas Cowboys every time he gets the opportunity. And I, I, I get it, Joy. But well, most, like, people, most people do. He, okay. Most good quarterbacks do that. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> single-handedly ended the seasons of two of the best Cowboys teams of the post-Super Bowl era. True. 2014, 2016. Yeah. The throw that he made to Jared Cook in the 2016 that divisional nice. round, Great. third and 20. It's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Two plays before that. I got to say Jeff Heath's name on national TV because how many opportunities do you get to do yeah. that? Safety <laughs> blitz. He's talking to me one-on-one, by the way. Any other quarterback would have dropped that ball and set the Cowboys up to end the game. Rodgers holds on to it. Two plays later, he just breaks the Cowboys' hearts. So he can be that dude in the playoffs. Like, let's not – I know, like, it's, it's been bad the last couple of years. There's no way around that. But, like, he can do it. And that's my point is – I think this might be a more well-rounded Packers team, even if the record's not as good. Joy, speak to this, though, because Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, are they in the same bucket? Yes, no. What'd you say? Ben They're both first ballot Hall of Famers. They both yeah. had incredible careers. I don't think Ben took as good of care of his body as Aaron Rodgers has. If I'm not mistaken... In Ben's last 12 years playing ball, he didn't go back to a Super Bowl. He went to one conference championship game. Yeah, don't get me started on the Steelers. This- okay, so is there – did you have the same kind of shame on yeah. Ben's playing career I as mean, you did Aaron Rodgers? I think that the Steelers completely missed their Super Bowl window when they had the triple Bs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they had yeah. every opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl. And, and I think if we had an honest conversation about the Steelers – where we were frank about it, we would all probably agree. But I don't think we have that conversation about Aaron Rodgers because he is so talented. And it's not really a knock on Aaron Rodgers' talent or success or his, his legacy. But you have to be honest about how these things have ended. He does have postseason success. He just doesn't get to or win Super Bowls. He won mm-hmm. one, and he hasn't been back. 
that's those are the facts. But are those facts unjust to his reputation? If or, we are going to say, are they, or are we not holding him to the standard that we hold Ben Roethlisberger not, to? We're not. But how do you figure? Because. Ben Roethlisberger didn't go his last 12 years to a Super Bowl, one conference championship. Aaron Rodgers has been to four, Shady. So how do you not look at that and actually stand up and give him a round of applause instead of be like you're underachieving? So wait, wait. So I just want to ask this question. Are we putting Big Ben and A-Rod, are, are they in the same boat? Accomplishments. I'm just asking. If we put A-Rod and you got Big Ben, are they in the same boat? I'm just asking. No. Talent-wise, talent, no. no. Okay, so right, right. So. But resume, yes. Yeah, Ben agree. has two Super Bowls. I, yeah, I know, but not talent the resume wise, part. No. Talent-wise, no. Talent-wise, So if you're talking about quarterback. Yes, sir. Quarterback. You're going to put A-Rod ahead yes, of Yes, sir, I am. And I would, too. I so, would also. So when you keep going back-to-back MVPs, that, that's, that's big. But that's only – that's regular season achievements. I know, but what I'm saying – so for you to be an MVP, back-to-back, right, in the NFL, that's hard to do. And well, especially when you're talking about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks is only – thing that people care about are wins and losses and championships. When we talk about quarterbacks, right? So my thing with A-Rod is when we want to put him up there with the, 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 the Big Bens and we put him up with the uh, Peyton Mannings and, and, and Tom Brady, because like for the longest, people were trying to put him with Tom Brady. I couldn't understand it. One guy, right, goes and wins championships yes, sir. on different teams, on yes, the sir. same team. The other guy balls out during the regular season, and that's it. So I think my argument is this, this. We got to give A-Rod his love, but we also got to hold him accountable because you can't go out there and ball out every year and then we get to the playoffs and you playing like Jimmy G or somebody, right, without the wins. Don't do that. I'm just keeping you know it real. I mean, Jimmy I'm just keeping it well, real. Speaking of giving quarterbacks their love, Shady, you're going to give Cooper Rush a lot of love oh, yes, coming up. Because Cooper Rush has played well enough to potentially take Dak Prescott's job. But a Cowboys legend, and I'm talking about one of the greatest Cowboys of all time, had some very interesting words you're going to want to hear next. QB1. QB1. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back, family. Let's check in on our social life. Who is that? Jason Peters and Cooper Rush out there jigging. Jason Peters, Hall of Famer to be Cowboys offensive lineman. He tweets or Instagram posts. Last word, cool. Shady, that's your former old lineman. What you got to say about it? You got some dance moves, don't you? Listen, he see what I see. What do you see? Cooper Rush should be quarterback one. Day, what you what you feel about? I mean, that, quarterback one. Not what the caption says. We're having fun over here. We are having fun. Well, speaking of it, let's get to even more fun. Because the Cowboys are going for four straight wins Sunday against the Rams in Los Angeles. Cooper Rush is the quarterback. But Cowboys legend Michael Irvin, he said, stop with all the Cooper Rush talk. I don't know if we should, though. Joy? Should we stop with all the Cooper Rush talk? Sure, but you got to let Jerry Jones know that. I didn't start this. Shady did, first of all. <laughs> Shady really started it. But this is because of Jerry Jones. It's Jerry Jones' fault. You got to let Jerry know to stop this. He's the one that created this whole thing. This was not a, a conversation that we were entertaining until Jerry put it out there. 
we'll talk. We'll stop talking about it when the owner stops talking about it. She, when the guy who makes the actual decision about who is going to be QB one in Dallas stops entertaining the idea or encouraging the idea that it's possible for Cooper Rush to take Dak Prescott, the franchise quarterback's job, then we point. will stop talking about but it. But let me say this, Shady. You know the quote: "Your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're telling me." Cooper Rush's play has spoken to Cowboys fans so loud, Cowboys being 3-0, that it don't matter what Jerry has to say in my mind. Do you think we should stop the Cooper Rush talk? I, I, we should. Right? We, we should start talking about it. Cooper Rush is doing a great job. You're, you're a good backup. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you this much, though. <laughs> you ready for this? I don't care what Michael Irvin said. I love the playmaker, but not right now. If Cooper Rush goes out to the Rams and balls out and wins, right, and then we fast-forward it, and then Dak Prescott takes over, and, and he plays the type of Dak games that he did this year. You know, no touchdowns, 100 yards, <laughs> and, a, and a pick. The fans are going to talk about it. So I don't, we don't need to talk about That's it. The real. fans will talk about it. The fans, Jerry Jones going to talk about they're it. They're going to talk about it. And they're going to find a way to, to figure out that contract and, and get rid of Dak and make Cooper Rush the, the, the quarterback. You know why? Because I've seen crazy things happen. We have. Let's think about it. The Philadelphia Eagles, no, I won't even say that. I'll say Chip Kelly traded me for Kiko Alonso. That's crazy. Whoever that guy is, right? So anything can happen in football. Cooper Rush, QB1. If I had known, look, I mean, I'm not a pro football Hall of Famer like Michael Irvin, but, like, if all I, if I had known that all I had to do is say, can we stop doing that, I would have done that, like, three <laughs> weeks ago. I would have done that. Jerry Jones started this after one game. Correct. One game. So, I mean. Wait, how did that game end, by the way? The, the Cowboys won. No, one. no, no. How did it One. A win. How was the end of that game? Was uh, it like, it was like a blowout? Uh, no, it was a, it was a walk-off was, field goal. It was a win. It was a, it was a walk-off field goal. Oh, okay. Cowboys scored 20 points after oh, giving up a 17-3 lead. Uh, if, I had known, <laughs> if I had known that we could do this, I would have I done it a long time ago. But honestly, I think, I think it's too late to put that toothpaste back in the bottle for one mm. reason or another. Because unless... Unless, which I don't think this is going to happen because the Cowboys are a very well-rounded team with a great defense. If Cooper Rush goes out and the Cowboys get the doors blown off of them by the Rams on Sunday, then we can stop talking about Cooper Rush. Otherwise, this is only going to keep going, especially if they beat the Rams. It's not going to stop. And then here's the other thing. Look, I am the captain of the Dak Prescott bandwagon. I get it. Yes, you are. I do not want him to play until he is completely healthy. Because if they rush him out there and he looks bad because of it, be it against Philly, be it against Detroit, be it against Chicago, if they rush him out there and he looks bad, now you got a whole different conversation on your hands. I'm wearing a Cooper Rush jersey. Let Mm. that happen. Let that get out there and don't play well. I'm having a whole Cooper Rush jersey on. He will only, like, I'll I'll, I'll say it. Like, the only way he doesn't play well. I mean, just for the show. Oh, okay. The only way he doesn't play well is what? If he's hurt. If he's not 100% healthy. Okay, we got to talk. We got to talk. Yeah. We got to talk. Because, what? Dave, what? There, there's a little bit of journalistic malpractice going on oh, in that right area. In that, in that area. Right just there. there. Not here. Just there. Oh, right over there. Um, the last two times Dak Prescott has played, he has been healthy. Last year against the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Super healthy. Week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The healthiest. 100% healthy. Dak can't get healthy. <laughs> the last two times Dak has played, he has been healthy. He has not played well in either of those games. So for you to come out on national television and make an assumption that if he is healthy, he will play well is optimism at best. Yes. And it is uh, displaying a lack of neutrality at worst. So how can you be so sure because he ain't played well lately? Number one, it's a San Francisco defense that 
was great last year, carried them to the NFC title game, is playing historically well with the same cast of characters right now. They're amazing. And then again, a rock-solid Tampa Bay defense in the first game of the season. Give me the body of work, especially if he's playing the Eagles. What's That's that, all I'm saying. What did that Niners defense do to Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP? Yeah, they made him look pretty silly. They won that game without scoring a, an offensive touchdown, did they not? Did we not just talk about that? Look, I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. Like, I cannot, I cannot guarantee Dak is going to play well. But if he is healthy, I will take the body of work against a guy who's never had a losing season as a starter right. and who has a 25-6 and six record against his division. I will take that uh-huh. every single time. Yeah, 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 Dak. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, though. Seriously, though. Because, like, we make these big games with Cooper Rush with – he got the Rams coming up and then he got the Philadelphia Eagles. Which, yeah. well, that's a scary team, right? But, like, I don't think Dak can go in there and just beat them teams. So we shouldn't make it, like, a big deal. Like, oh, if, if he goes in there and maybe let's say he loses both of them games, right? Those are pretty two good teams. I don't think Dak – if he's 100%, I don't think he goes in there and beat them teams. So we can't look at it like that. We got to really just look at the whole picture with, with, with Cooper Rush. He's been playing well, bro. He's been playing well, and it's hard to do – as a backup, imagine if he has an offense, a playbook, the same size as Dax. This is only his fourth year plan or fourth game plan. Mm-hmm. Each game gets bigger and bigger. Like last game, I seen him in an empty set. Now, how often do you see backups in empty set offense? You never see that. So all I'm saying is this. I think Dak has reached his ceiling, right? I'm just going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not a huge Dak fan like that. I think he is good. I don't see what you see, but we're two different people, right? Not saying you're wrong. I just think that if Cooper Russ had the same opportunities, same experience. I think he's a better player. I think that, and when I read some of the, the articles of, of his teammates. Not written by Dave, but some of the other. They're saying the same thing. They feel, they feel very confident in this young man. You can feel confident in him and not think he's You're not confident in backups. I'm going to say that right now. Backups playing, oh, I'm like, my number's going to get hurt this game. Oh, they're going to load the box up. I bet the Dolphins you know feel that feeling. pretty good That's about real. Joy, let me ask you this. How long, how long, and this might seem ridiculous, but for Cowboys fans, it'll be real. How long would that leash be? For Dak Prescott, if he goes back in, Cooper Rush beats the Rams. Dak Prescott takes over for the Eagles, and Dak struggles against the top five defense. He struggles against the Eagles. Is there a space where you pull him out under the guise of you can't be that healthy? Because if he's healthy, he would play well, like Dave said. So surely he's not healthy. Or when Dak goes back in, he's in for good. So um, just to follow, I'm supposed to believe that Dak Prescott is going to play how he played against the Niners – who also made Aaron Rodgers look pedestrian, who, and we know Aaron is better than Dak, mm-hmm. and how he played in game one of this you know, season. You know them numbers. Yeah, yeah I'm supposed to believe that that's the performance I'm going to get from Dak for the rest of his career? That likely could be the performance you'll get from him the very first time you see him again this season. You don't get a second chance at a first impression. I don't think that's hard to believe. I, he has a contract that says he can give whatever impression he wants to get because he's going to get guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So once the, impre- the, the impression time is over because the, the, the checks are signed, that's what this is really about. If Dak didn't have guaranteed money, Dak would be rushing back out there by any means necessary to get his job back. But we have to. We can't just disregard guaranteed money. We can't just disregard 89 million in dead cap money next year for the Cowboys if they move off of Dak Prescott. We can't function mm-hmm. in a in a fantasy reality like the money doesn't exist. So when we have this conversation, we have to consider that Cooper Rush would have to be how good for them to literally move off that kind of money. He's that lucky. is the conversation that we have to have. It sounds like she's saying he's lucky. <laughs> he's lucky the money's involved. No, no, if no, he just going to icon, I, eyeball test, I'm going with Cooper Shady, Rush. Shady, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. People have lost their jobs. 
Dak would know because he took Tony Romo's job. He did it. There's, there's times when this has happened yeah. before. The money does matter, money matters, though. Yeah. It does. So it's, it's not about, like, if I think that – listen, whatever. Cooper Rush goes out and wins these next two games – if, if Dak didn't have guaranteed money, Cooper Rush would be a starting quarterback for the rest of the Dave, season. Dave, let me take you there. That's not hard to believe. Now let's have that real conversation. Yeah. Let's peel back some layers to this onion. Because we can continue to use Dak Prescott's money as cover to keep us from having the <laughs> tough <insurance>. conversation. <laughs> it is. It's let's not. have the tough conversation. If all things monetarily were equal, are you going back to Dak Prescott, assuming Dak Prescott's six, seven-year body of work, or have you seen enough from Cooper Rush, given the wins, to say, you know what? Money's equal. Keep Cooper in there. And Dak, Dak's healthy. Yes, like, sir. I don't have to worry about his hand. 100%. No, 100%. It's not even hand. close. It's not even close. close. It's not even okay, close. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It's not even close. If, if I may. Top 10 Please. quarterback in the league. If I may. Yes. If I may. Not from these three games, okay? Because they beat Washington, the Giants, and the Bengals. Yes. So, so that's not enough yet. Okay. I would agree. Okay. But if they beat the Rams... And they beat the Eagles, ah. the best team in the league. Let's just say the Rams. Just no, no, no. No, no, no. This is, what, this is the conversation we're having. Okay. okay. If they beat the Rams and the Eagles, and he has now won five in a row. Five in a row. And the money's equal. And Dak Prescott's healthy. And yes. Dak Prescott's healthy. And Cooper Rush is playing like we've seen Cooper Rush yeah. play. Two touchdowns a game, 225 the yards. And, the Eagles. and wins. They wins. Care. All wins. Straight this wins. wins. This wins. Jimmy just wins. This is just a fantasy conversation because it's not real because they still have money. But I, if the money were equal. I'm going to stick with a guy who I firmly believe is one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL right so now. Then, but here's, here's my issue, though, and Shady. I and y'all say I'm biased. <laughs> Whoa. Here, Dave, here's what I'm trying I, to figure I feel out. Like, sometimes I feel like, and like, I'm, I'm, I hate to even suggest that because I know like y'all take your job seriously. Sometimes I like feel like I'm watching a different quarterback than y'all. No, it's no, not, it's well, not no, no, no. It is. I love that. You're Mike, it is. Yeah. You're Mike brother. Because You're Mike. What, what, I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is – what has Dak shown any of us as of late? And you can say late, dating back to October, November of last year, against competent, compo- competent com- opponents that lets you say, man, Dak's way better than Cooper. Don't tell me about his five-touchdown game against the backup Eagles. Don't tell me about his four-touchdown game against the New York Giants that were already checked out. Talk to him. What has Dak Prescott done as of late that makes you go like, Hell yeah, Dak's top five. He's top ten. I just don't know what you're seeing lately to continue to believe that. I haven't seen him lately. I saw him play one bad game against Tampa Bay. But I have, again. That was bad. Body of work. Even last, like, no, he didn't play all that well against San Francisco. Still had the ball with a chance to win that game. They lost by six. The Cowboys had the ball at midfield. Let's not act like he got his doors blown off. Mm -hmm. Like, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. He's played... Uh, again, went 6-0 and against the division. First time that had happened in the NFC East in 20 years. Bad division. Years. But go ahead. Bad division. Six but it and happened. O. It happened. 6-0 in an NFL that division. division. Was it was. Cooper Rush okay. is currently 2-0, but it happened. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, and on t- again, has never, uh, has never had a losing season as the starting quarterback. 37 touchdowns last year. Was playing. And again, like, I, okay. Was. I don't have a rebuttal for, like, lately because, again, we've only seen, seen Dak play one game since January of last year. He was playing like an MVP through the first half of last season. I'm not making that up. Like, you can go look at it. People were talking about it. Like, that's how good this guy can play at his peak. And I'm more than confident banking on it. And fortunately for me, I don't have to worry about it because the money is still there because the Cowboys thought he was that good. Enjoy. Let's have a quick uh, DAT conversation very quickly before we have to go. 4-13 Four and thirteen against playoff teams last two seasons. As good as Dak is capable of playing, 
it hasn't materialized in seven years. It just hasn't. We talk about Aaron Rodgers and how underachieving he is for NFC Championship games. We'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and how underachieving he is. Only two other quarterbacks have more playoff wins in the last four years. Dak Prescott literally has one playoff win. It hasn't mm. materialized. What do you, what can you, what is made of that? But this is what happens with all Cowboys quarterbacks. We talk about Tony Romo like he's a Hall of Famer. How many playoff wins does Tony Romo have? Two. Two. It's one more than Dak Prescott. Let's not make it seem like that. They, like the Cowboys are overcoming Dak Prescott. They are. He's never had a losing season. I'm with Dave on the body of work. Three wins is not the same as what Dak Prescott has put on paper. Has 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 resume is bigger. That we have seen evidence of this. That's not to discredit what Cooper Rush has done because it is unprecedented how he is not turning the ball over, how he is handling this Cowboys team that we all thought was a bad team going into the season. Both deserve credit. The only thing I will submit is that if Cooper Rush did win the next two games and the money was equal, I think it would be difficult to switch back to him and change the momentum of a season, especially when the last thing we saw with Dak Prescott was what, Shady? 100 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Yes. <laughs> and a loss. I think and it was 134. And I love Dak Prescott. Shorten my man 34 I yards. love Dak Prescott. But I'm saying the way that this season is going, I, it would be difficult for me to crash that momentum. Dave, I'm going to take us home with this philosophy I haven't shared with you nor on take television. Take us home, baby. Take us home. But a good one, though. The evidence that Dak Prescott is not that good, to me, the greatest case for it is actually where he was drafted. In the last 20 years, based upon how intentional scouts and experts are at the quarterback position, no quarterback that is good has been drafted as low as Dak Prescott. You at home can think about it yourself. But whether you think about Derek Carr, who was second round, Jimmy G, who was second round, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, no quarterback as of late that is that elite, Deshaun Watson, uh, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, any quarterback got that, that cutoff time fight. right in the right spot. Any quarterback got that cutoff time. It's convenient two it's years. Very convenient. Like any that, quarterback yeah. that is top flight has not been drafted as late as Dak Prescott. So either Dak Prescott is the diamond in the rough, and scouts just missed him, right. or maybe, just maybe, it's not that good. Coming up. Russell Wilson, <laughs> will he cook tonight? We, we gotta go to break on that. We gotta go to break. We're not going back. We wanna talk about it. the GOAT? Yeah. Or will his offense fizzle out? Golly, Russ, it's been trouble in Denver. Is there more trouble coming up? That's speed. Hey, you, you took us home. Uh, don't you wanna took, take us to 1999. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Welcome back, family Cowboys. Underdogs on the road against the Rams this Sunday on Fox. It's going to be a huge game. But head coach Mike McCarthy, he ain't like all that. Speak up, Mike. Hey, what Mike said? What is it this week? Five and a half. We're we're, we're underdogs? (laughs) We're good. All right. Just wrote my Saturday night speech. I'm good. No, no, I've never used it. But I'll just say this. We're nobody's underdog. 
So, if you need a quote. That's right. What's up, Joy? How you feel about that? Hey, I like that, Mike. Pittsburgh guy, we're nobody's underdog. This is this is a spicy. This is spicy. Like Bobby yeah. Wagner yesterday said, like just because Cooper Rush is playing well against the Blitz doesn't mean he'll play well against our Blitz. Like I, I like it. Let's get some trash talk. Let's see what I say. Yeah. A coach talks like that when he knows he has a good quarterback. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. Maybe he hey, watched the Niners. Pass how does rush. everything come back down to Cooper Rush for you? You know what it is. Because this guy over here, he doesn't give Cooper Rush the credit. He talks about how he's not throwing for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. But when Dak was coming out and he was young, they did the same type of offense, right? Yes. Right. It just drives me crazy. I'm sorry. But they're really five and a half points. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. That is wild. Well, speaking of crazy, the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson, only two and two at the helm. I do not get it. It makes no sense to me. They got the Colts tonight. It's prime time. Now, Russ left Seattle. We all saw that. But... Since then, only thrown four touchdown passes this season. Got a couple bad losses, got a solid win in there. Colts that they're facing, no Jonathan Taylor, no Shaq Leonard. Broncos, three and a half point favorites, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. So much is on the line for Russell Wilson tonight. Dave, I'm coming to you, though. What is on the line for one of the greatest quarterbacks playing? How about relevancy? Mm. How about, like, should I care about watching this team? Like, How about... I feel bad for the Thursday night football people. Like before the season, you looked, you're like Broncos, Colts, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, mm, y'all want to go get dinner? Like, do we need to? Do we need to watch this? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Look, there's there's 15 two and two teams in the NFL right now. How many segments have we done on the Atlanta Falcons? Mm-hmm. How many right. segments yeah. have we done on? I don't know, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, but we've done a ton of segments on Russ Wilson and the Broncos. And if they can't find a way to win a home game on Thursday against a Colts team that doesn't have Jonathan Taylor, doesn't have Shaq Leonard, also just looks bad. They look bad. If you can't get a win against these guys, (laughs) why should we be talking about you? Why should we be talking about the Broncos if they're not capable of winning a game like this? Yo, he's exactly right. No, he's so right. I am so mad at the Colts. <laughs> and I'll be madder at the Broncos if they can't find a way to look good against them. If the, the, the Broncos lose tonight, I'm out. I'm out for the season. Joy, I'm out for the season. Shady, if the Broncos lose tonight, somebody just wake me up in December and tell me what the record is. Right. I'm not watching them in November. Yep. I will commit to not talking about them on this show. Hold me accountable. If the Broncos lose tonight, that's it. Done I'm done. Them. Bell is rung. I'm out. Russell Wilson did not go to Denver for this. That's not what happened. Russ went to Denver to be a competent offense, a competent football team. He did not go to Denver for these types of performances. Colin Coward says something I find brilliant. He says, if you are an offensive coach, then I would hope in your first couple years the offense is good. Right. If you're a defensive-minded head coach, I would hope in your first couple years the defense is good. That's just what happens. Yeah, sure. Lincoln Riley, offensive-minded coach, goes to USC. Their offense is amazing. Defense, they're figuring it out. But if you are an offensive-minded coach and your offense is not good, we have a problem. Denver Broncos, you have a very, very, very big problem. Because the last thing I'll say, Joy, before you please take this mic and you run with it, if not now, Denver, then when? Herbert's not getting any worse. Burrow's not getting any worse. Right. Mahomes not getting any worse. Uh, uh, Josh Allen, not getting any worse. Lamar Jackson, not getting any worse. I just named five quarterbacks in the AFC that are 27 and younger, and I haven't yet mentioned Deshaun Watson's name and the Cleveland Browns that are good without him. So if not now, Denver Broncos, then when? If they don't win tonight, Joy, that's it. I'm out. You can talk about him. I will not. (laughs) 
I think the benefit of the doubt is on the line because I'm mostly with you. I'm shaky on how much I have defended Russell Wilson. Everyone's talking about he's washed and why is it such a big deal? The trade's such a big deal. I'm not going to completely bail, but I'm going to be very, very concerned and start to feel like this year will be a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. I never thought it was going to be this bad, but I did think it was going to be shaky to start because it is a first-time head coach in a new place. It's new, new for everyone, not just Russell Wilson. There's a lot of changes that have gone on. They have just a lot of new in Denver. But you got to get this win. Like, this is not just a win to me. I don't want you to scrape out a win against mm-hmm. the Colts. I need to see an impressive, not to be dominating, but an impressive Clean look. offense. Yeah. An offensive performance. Acho needs stop. I need that. I need, I, need a couple, I need a couple drives that are smooth, that look like old Russ. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see a moment. I don't want you to scrape by. This is a win that you should get convincingly at home. Well, so uh, yeah, you're right about that. I, I do want to see some, like, efficient football. Yeah. You haven't really been saying that. But I, I think right now what's on the line for Russ, it's not his legacy. I think we all know what his, re- his legacy is. Right? His name is cemented. We respect Russ for the most part. I think it's more just getting the control of the season, right? Getting control of the team, of, of the, the city, the town. Like, this is, this is Bronco football. Everybody was so happy for this team when, when, they, when they got Russ. So, let's get back to control. I think over 500 would be great. It's a lot of total teams. It's only been four games, so we don't want to panic. Um, but they have, they have a shot. Russ, listen, man, I'm still here with you, right? It's slim over here. It's real slim. slim. Nobody wants to be with you, it's but slim. I'm here. Slim. I got you back, Russ. Slim. Go out there and get it. Look, I don't care how you get the win. Get the win. Three and two, moving on. This is not the spin it forward segment where we talk about what will happen in the future. But, Dave, let's tease that a little bit, if you will. Okay. If the Broncos struggle this year like they have offensively, they are two and two to Joy's point. But if they struggle this year, It's not like Nathaniel Hackett has shown us anything to say, yeah, we want him to be the coach of the future. So if Ah. Russ is here with Nathaniel Hackett and we don't think Nathaniel Hackett's going to be the guy, Russ could be looking at a new head coach in two years. Anyway, so I'm really thinking, Joy, I'm thinking, Dave, if Russ doesn't show some competency right now, I don't think that the grass is going to be greener in a year, in two years, in three years. It's only going to get more difficult, if not just as difficult. Russ is not getting any younger. He is past the peak of his career. He might be able to maintain the peak like a runner can hold top speed, but he's past the peak. To me, you got this year, you got next year. After that, good luck. Thanks for playing. I mean, I thought we were together on the fact that, like, I'm going to be out on the Broncos if they can't win, but I can't write off the next three years of Russell Wilson's career, man. I mean, and I actually, I think that's a wonderful point. Like, and I'm not trying – I'm certainly not trying to call for somebody's job in week five of the season. But you think about – like, Nathaniel Hackett, a new ownership group yeah. has bought that team Talk since about he it. was hired. Mm. So that, that's something to watch. But where I disagree with you, I think, again, he was hired late. They trade for Russell Wilson later on in the year. Like, that all came together on – not maybe not on the fly, but on a shorter timeline. If they wanted to move on, they could hire somebody else that works well with Russ – Hopefully they would work with their $200 million quarterback on what he would be looking for in the scheme. This isn't, you know, this isn't college where, or, or a young quarterback where you're like, well, he's on his third coordinator in three years. Like Russell Wilson is 33. He's yeah. been in the NFL yeah. for right. a long, long time. Like 
I, I can I would like to think if he's worth two hundred million dollars, he can pick things up. So even if that happens, no, I'm not worried about the Broncos in the big picture. Like they gave him the money, and and I think they will be a decent team as long as he's there. But right now. I just want to see more if I'm supposed to believe that they're more than a 500 run-of-the-mill team. Joy, let me come to you with an explosive topic. Shady said something. I want to extrapolate it for a moment. Shady, you said Russ's legacy is cemented. Yeah. I would like to think so. I would like to. But I don't know if Russ did so much in Seattle that potential mediocrity in Denver does, in fact, keep that cemented legacy. When I think about, like, Brett Favre, when he left Green Bay, legacy Cemented. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. He leaves uh, New England, legacy. Cemented. Emmitt Smith, when he left Dallas to go to Arizona, legacy. Cemented. I don't know that Russ was thought of so highly by so many in Seattle that he could come to Denver, afford mediocrity, which through four games we've seen mediocrity, literally two and two, that we can say his, that, that the cement has dried up. Do you think that's the case? Like, fully cemented, no questions, bulletproof. No, I wouldn't say that it is. Uh, Now, I think that, but there was definitely a conversation about how good Russ really is, how much of a – if this was a trade that was really that much of a blockbuster trade. Like, there are people who still don't think Russ is that dude. Mm -hmm. So, for sure, if he rattles off three basic years in Denver or four – and it kind of, you know, mm-hmm. trails off. I, I do think that we will look more closely about what happens in Seattle. But I'm not ready to predict that yet. Yeah. Russ, I still believe Russ is a great quarterback. I still think there's some growing pains here. And this is why I said at the beginning of the season, this is not going to be, in my opinion, Matthew Stafford to the Rams. This is not going to be Tom Brady to the Bucks. The Broncos are not that solid, and they're bringing in a new head coach who's never been a head coach before. You don't know. How many head coaches for the first time have we seen be really bad? And we don't know if Nathaniel Hackett is that or not, but we've seen it. We've seen guys at the end of the season like, whoop, that was a mistake. So it's not as turnkey as those other situations. Shady, talk to me from the the aspect of being elite. Um, quarterback different than running back. That's obvious. Doesn't need to be stated, but I'll state it anyway. 2013, you got a brand new head coach, but more than a brand new head coach, you got a brand new offensive line coach, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think Stout was there prior. He came came with you. Not only do you get a new head coach, a new offensive line coach, you get a completely different running scheme. Completely different. But in my mind, you were so good that regardless of the coach, regardless of the scheme, regardless of the offense, you were still going to get busy because that's how good you as a football player were. You lived above the X's and O's. When I, oh, okay. when I look at Russ, <laughs> when I look at Russ, okay. I don't see such superior quarterbackial talent that he's going to get busy regardless. But, Lamar Jackson, he's just going to get busy. Josh Allen at this day and age, he's just going to get busy. But when I look at Russ, I don't see just such superior talent that you know what everything's covered up. I'm gonna just uh, make it do what it do. I mean, we would want to think that 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 you saw Josh Allen that he goes to the, the Steelers and he would get busy, mm-hmm. or or Lamar Jackson goes to the Cardinals and he gets busy. We would want to think that. And you try to compare me with Russ. I'm not a quarterback. Of course right? not. I get busy on any surface known to man. Right. So with the Bills, it was a, it was a power offense. I did busy. that. Was with, with Chip Kelly was more like zone and option. So I think running back is different. It's more like reads and quarterback. Let's, come on, let's not play here. Like Russ, Russ is that guy. Like his joint is submitted, submitted. His thing is submitted. Like I can't name that many b- better players in S- Seattle Seahawks um, franchise than no, Russ. No, you can't. Especially on offense. So that's that's submitted right there. Like I've been the best player here when I got here. 
When I got here and I'm leaving, I'm the best offensive player you've ever had. I'm the best quarterback you've ever had. And I brought you a Super Bowl. And he got numbers. So that's not like the, 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 the few games, not the, not the whole season, just what, four games? The four games he has, he, he's playing right now with Denver, let's not act like that's his whole career. It's four games. And seven games, we'll see what's going on. And then the next year matters. And the next year matters. So he, he deserves that much respect. I, I don't want to just write him off because he's having some bad games in, in, with the Broncos. And they have a significant win. You guys are tough year. over here. Wow. It wasn't. It wasn't beautiful. It was a brutal watch, but they did beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Who you think is the scariest look team? Nice. In the yeah. They're t- yeah. so scary, right? I think yeah. Good point, Joy. No, they, they have a great win on their resume so far in this small sample size. It's just not. We had massive expectations. This is where I am with with the Broncos. They deserve the expectations that we have put on them because Absolutely. Russ forced his way out of Seattle, and he ha- he does have his resume. And we've been saying about this Broncos team with the talent that they have that they were just a quarterback away. With great responsibility should come great expectations. So we can't just put him (laughs) in the same category as other quarterbacks. I got something. If Joy's talking, I got something. Okay, this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I don't know who it's going to hurt, but it's going to hurt me. Um, Let's hurt Dave. In the two games this year that the Broncos have won, Russell Wilson has played bad. In the two games this year that the Broncos have lost, Russell Wilson has played well. Think about Russell Wilson's career. When the, when the Seattle Seahawks were winning playoff games, he started his career going to the playoffs, winning a Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl, not winning. Russell Wilson didn't play great, but the Seahawks won. Right. When Russell Wilson started ball in 4,500-yard passing seasons, 40-yard touchdown was seasons, when he was cooking, the Seahawks weren't winning. Is it a coincidence or is there a correlation? Clearly, there's a four-game sample size, but we have a 10-year sample size. Russ does well, team doesn't do well. Team does well, Russ doesn't do great. Is it coincidence or is it correlation? Dave Hellman, through four games. I mean, that's a little bit of a reach just in terms of the sample size. But, like, it's, isn't it – it's football 101 that when you pay your quarterback, it gets harder to put a good team around him, right? Like, I mean, sure. we all Sure, but the Broncos that. already had a good team. Yeah, team was kind of there. Team was, team was nice. Fair. Oh, I, I, I take issue with the idea that Russ didn't play well as a young quarterback. Like, it's similar to what we were talking about with Dak as a young quarterback. He was not as amazing as he became, mm-hmm. but, like – they didn't like Russell Wilson was not dragged to that championship. Yeah. He had an active part in it. Yeah. He might not have been an MVP. No, get out of here. He played well. It was safe. He didn't safe. make mistakes. Correct. He didn't play bad. It was, it was he didn't play bad. And he made the plays yeah, he, he like needed to make. I feel he like he played like Cooper Rush. He played like Cooper Rush. Well, he, yeah, he played like Cooper Rush. He played like a more dynamic. Well. He played like a more dynamic Cooper Rush. I feel like dark skin Cooper. We, we are we are erasing the part where Russell Wilson would just break contain and get 18 yards downfield in a baseball slide. Russell Wilson led the Seattle Seahawks in rushing one season. He did it all. But, Joy, let me ask you the same question. Is it coincidence? Is there some sort of correlation? Like, man, Russ, when you play well, Broncos don't win. Well, also, it it harkens not to bring everything back to the Cowboys, but it harkens back to Dak Prescott having those unbelievable passing seasons and it not correlating to them winning. And what did Dak say? Because he's right. It's not about me having big statistics. Mm-hmm. That's not a balanced offense. That was always my defense of Russ when people were like, oh, when Russ cooks, they lose. Stop making Russ have to cook. He shouldn't have to do all of that. He should be able to make calculated decisions why? And, and run the run why? The, the game plan. Because, like, Mahomes has to cook. Brady has to cook. Rodgers has to cook. When you get paid, you got to cook. You have to cook a little bit, but Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to do that 
every single time. He can rely on Travis Kelsey. He can rely on play calls from Andy Reid. He can ri- rely a little bit on the running game. He, he could rely on Tyreek Hill. He didn't have to cook but every time. And in the cooking? big moments, that's, no, you know, that's, like that's passing playing the quarterback position. When we're talking about cooking, we're talking about doing the thing we watched Patrick do the other day. Got you. The right? wow, miraculous, yes, talking about crazy the wow. plays. That wow, you, don't, you know this if you're cooking. You can't put too much wow in there or it, you're not going to taste anything. Right. The wow is a little bit. It's a little here. It's a little there. And everything else has to be seasoned properly. Did you just sprinkle with a, a pinky? Well, I got the it? thing in my Did hands. You just, I'll I was sprinkle. Just, anyway, I was just, I was like, I was just I want to try it. Okay. Anyway, coming <laughs> up, Jimmy G, he won last week. He's won a lot in his career. It's about to get spicy, I promise y'all, when we return. Not overspiced. Jimmy G does not get enough respect, and you are going to want to hear the proclamation I make that will change your mind about one of the most underrated quarterbacks the game of football has seen. Steve Young? Joe Montana? Jimmy G. I got the right team, right? Fast Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Welcome back to Speak. It's time for the passion. It's time for the real. It's time for the truth. Jimmy Garoppolo, he ain't getting the love that he should. Niners, two and two, scariest team in ball. And we remember that 57-yard catch and run by Debo Samuel. Well, people say it should have been intercepted. Well, by that logic, David Tyree's catch in the Super Bowl, well, that should have been dropped. By that logic, Julian Edelman's catch, and that overcoming the 28-3 deficit, well, that should have been dropped as well. See, if you want to talk about shoulda, woulda, couldas, well, let's talk about what has happened. Since Jimmy Garoppolo came into the league, two championship appearances. The only guys with more, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Since Jimmy G joined the 49ers, four playoff wins. The only guys with more, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Stop telling me about what Jimmy Garoppolo should have done what he could have done, what he would have done. Let's just talk about what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing, and he is winning every time he takes the field. Jimmy Garoppolo does not get enough respect, but I will respect you if nobody else does. I'm headed back to the desk before I lose my voice talking about Jimmy. Gee, you know, I'll be defending my guy, Jimmy. Um, I don't even know who I'm going to first. Shady, you closest to me, so you're going to have to talk. Does Jimmy G get enough respect? I, I think Jimmy G gets too much respect. I, I truly do. Like, he's not doing nothing that, that Cooper Russell would do if he played for the Niners. Do that. No, seriously, though. Like, quarterbacks, they, they Doesn't only, feel good, does it? No, doesn't feel good, does quarter, it? Quarterbacks, they, they get recognized for their wins and losses. Yes, they do, sir. No matter how great the defense is. Sure. No matter how bad you play. No, sir. People love Jimmy G, right? The, the Niner fans, they were so mad when, when they found out that he was going to be on the bench and that Trey Lance was going to be the starter. I got a whole bunch of Niner fans, right? Frank Gore is one of my dogs. He was so mad. I can't believe they're doing that. So this is my thing. Like, now he wins games. I give a him lot that. Of them. Now he's not the reason why they win games. He does the, the bare minimum. No, he does not. He does the bare no, minimum he does not. to win them games. And my thing is, I think he gets too much respect. He gets too much respect. Joy? <laughs> Jimmy G gets exactly the amount of respect he deserves. He is a winning quarterback. He's very handsome. He has commercials. 
You know? Okay. He's smiling at all of us. I mean, that's not a big reveal, okay, right? Okay. No. We all agree he was handsome. Yeah, he's a, he's a good-looking guy. Oh. Like, we can he's safely say that. I think we can, you know Jimmy G is handsome. Whoa. He's a 34-15 and 15 career record as a starter, 4-2 and two postseason record. Jimmy does exactly what's asked of him, except for when he, you know, throws ball with his eyes closed. So I'm saying, nice. like, I don't understand Jimmy G. Jimmy G is an enigma to me because I would stick with Jimmy G. I would not have traded – I wouldn't have drafted Trey Lance. He was just in the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Like, mm-hmm. he wins in the postseason. He'd be winning. He'd be winning. You can win with him. But he'd also be losing. Uh-uh, not and a lot, also, Not a lot, he'll be losing. And he also <laughs> be getting injured, like, he be, all he the time. He'd be getting injured. He'd be getting injured. So he's, he to me, injured. Jimmy G is, <laughs> he's like a flashier Matt Ryan. Like, what did Matt Ryan do when he had Kyle Shanahan? MVP, went to the Super Bowl, loss. What's the difference? Is he even flashier, or is he just, like, a handsome I mean, guy. He's a handsome guy. Yeah, he's a handsome that's guy. Stop, like, stop. Under, I didn't no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. Because here's what I hate when we do in this misogynistic society that we live in. Oh. We undermine people by talking about their qualities exterior. That's what we do. Right? If you have an incredibly intelligent individual, we only want to talk about how good they look and not talk about their intelligence. Let's talk about Jimmy G's talent, Dave Hellman. Because okay, Jimmy on. G's talent. Got something I, would to say. Agree. I would agree, but he did do a commercial talking about how handsome he was. He said he did. He did do the subway. Commercial. I missed it. I didn't, I didn't. He talked about yeah, how handsome he was. I'm glad Acho. I'm glad Acho used the word undermine because like like you're coming at the three of us in America, whoever whoever you're mad at for not respecting <laughs> Jimmy G, take it to the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> man. Please. Go take it to the team that almost won a Super Bowl and was like, we got to get this guy out of here, man. We got to <laughs> trade up to draft somebody else to play quarterback for this team that we have sniffed a championship with like they got really close and on and that is what that is what I think of Jimmy G I think he is like he is the boilerplate baseline for what a franchise quarterback can be like you should if you have that's not a good point if you have if you have Jimmy G you should pay him Jimmy G can get you to the cusp of a Super Bowl and honestly even though and win it no I no he can't win it I actually no I I I agree with you Acho he can win you a Super Bowl because if you keep getting yourself to the game you're not always going to have to sir. play Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Thank you, sir. You can just win about a Super Bowl about with, with Jimmy G. Talking. Yeah. He's still not like you don't – you do not put him in that class of guys like Josh Allen, like Patrick not. Mahomes, no, like waste, Aaron Rodgers. No, no, but here's what you do do. In America, this is a pivotal mistake uh, that I believe so many of us are making. LaShawn McCoy, Dave Hellman, and maybe Joy Taylor. I'm not entirely sure yet. This is the pivotal mistake that people are making. Jimmy G functions within the offense as good as any quarterback functions within their offense in the National Football League. What do I mean by that? Jimmy G does what he is asked to do just as well, if not better, than any quarterback does what they're asked to do. Dave Hellman, here's what I don't do. I don't watch a comedian in a drama and get mad at the comedian that they didn't make me laugh. That wasn't their role. The writer didn't write comedy into that script. The writer wrote drama into that script. So I'm not going to get mad at Jimmy G for not throwing the ball deep. The Niners don't even have go-ball receivers. They have running backs at wide receiver, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. The Niners don't even have fade wide receivers unless you want to talk about number 15, Jennings. So how am I going to condemn Jimmy G for something he is not even asked to do? That's what I won't do. And I'm disappointed in you because, like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I love to watch quarterbacks win games, right? That we, we look at that. Yes, sir. But it's not other things to look at your eyeball test. Yes, sir. When we watch him play, you don't think like this. For example, I love to tell this story. <laughs> when I was with the Chiefs, when I got my ring, thanks, Pastor Mahomes, Andy Reid. <laughs> Tyron Matthews said this. 
listen, guys, we have the game plan, right? Offense game plan was do whatever. On defense, which I'm never in the defensive room, so I wouldn't know. As they're breaking everything down in the, the team meeting, he said, listen, guys, him, Andy Reid, we got to make Jimmy G throw the ball on third down. So for this great quarterback that you want to pump up, we want him to throw the ball. Now, why do you want the quarterback to throw the ball? Did they say that when y'all play? That's what they said. They like, no, they say that when y'all play like Josh Allen, though? Like when Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. We don't want Josh to throw the ball. Of course oh, not. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Finish, so please. I think it's finished. If you're the quarterback and we want you to throw the ball, third down, we know we'll get picks. So for you to say how great this dude is, which he's really not great, I think he's the most safe quarterback you can get on any team. You build around him to get a better defense, get some playmakers around him, get a guy like Debo, throw him a two-yard pass. He breaks four tackles like he did the other night against the Rams and goes at 50 yards. That's what it's safe. That's safe uh, uh, offense. Here's what I hate, Shady, and, and, and Joy. I throw the ball off third and nine, please. You have revisionist history. I hate the dude who gets, not lucky, but the dude who knocks somebody out even though they was in a tussle, and then they act like they was ahead the whole time. You all were oh, trailing. My. 22-10, going into the fourth quarter. That same Jimmy G, who you were begging to throw the ball, please, Jimmy, Joy. had y'all up against the ropes. Y'all just happened to be able to rope a dope like oh. Ali. But don't act like he didn't have y'all up against the ropes. Joy, to get to the Super Bowl, right, do you know Jimmy G's numbers? Did he have any touchdown passes? He threw, like, 20 passes that whole He threw playoff, 20 right? passes the whole playoffs. Yeah. Something like that, some crazy number. He wasn't throwing the ball away. He wasn't going to no touchdowns. Yo, when they beat the Packers, they ran the ball for, like, 230-some yards. They had no passing touchdowns. Yeah, they, they did not score about Listen, man, li- listen, listen. Yeah. You could put a fullback there. Don't, you could put a quarterback. I, I agree with you, but this is why I'm confused as to the level of respect that he is supposed to get. Why are you getting praise for doing your what's asked of you? What we praise quarterbacks is doing what's not asked of them. We just talked about Russell Wilson and why we don't see the spectacular. Jimmy hasn't had... A whole lot of spectacular. What he has is done what's been asked of him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I bring up Matt Ryan. We don't think of Matt Ryan as a guy that doesn't get enough respect. We think of Matt Ryan as a guy who's had plenty of nice years in the NFL. He's had a nice NFL career. And what was his best year in the NFL? They went to a Super Bowl and he won an MVP. Yeah. With who? Kyle Shanahan, who's putting Jimmy G in the same situation. Yes, you get credit for doing what's asked of you, for not remixing when nobody asked for that. But I can't give you more credit than that. And again, to Dave's point, this is where I've always been with Jimmy G because I would have kept Jimmy G. But the Niners told us they didn't want Jimmy G. He sat there and gave the speech. I love you guys. Thank you for the moments and the memories. And now he's back here because Trey Lance was it was hurt. But the Niners are the ones telling us. What did you say earlier about actions? What was the Your quote? actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're telling me. I can't hear what Kyle Shanahan is telling me because his actions said Jimmy G is not that guy. Well, Jimmy, if your performance continues to tell us that you are that guy, I'm not going to have to listen to no nonsense from nobody else, particularly LaShawn Shady McCoy. Coming up, week five, it starts tonight. I cannot wait. But there are so many questions that have to be answered. Teddy Bridgewater, can he keep the Dolphins afloat? Can Kyler Murray upset the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles? Spin it forward <laughs> and what these games mean. That's next. Yeah, okay. Got a better chance winning the lottery, buddy. <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. All right, Sam, we are just a few hours away from week five kicking off. But before that, we have to get down to the bottom of a few huge storylines in this coming week. couple scenarios. First one, Dolphins. They are without Tua Tungavailoa this week. They lost to the Bengals last week. They look like the best team in football. Jalen Waddle might not play their superstar receiver. That's a question mark. Dave Hellman, spin that forward. Got the cards, so you know it's official this week. Feeling good. Dude, it, it, it's funny how history repeats itself. Like, Teddy Bridgewater did this for the Saints in 19. Drew Brees hurt his hand in week two. Teddy went 5-0. and oh. mm. I'm just saying, and, and this is not a murderer's row. Like, they got Jets this weekend. Vikings are pretty good. But then Steelers, Lions, Bears? Like, Teddy Bridgewater can absolutely keep this thing afloat, especially if those receivers are healthy. I think Waddle's going to play. Like, you know, bring up Cooper Rush. Like, we could be having, like, the year of the backups here because I think the Dolphins can keep winning. How do you feel about Teddy Bridgewater? Talk to me nice, Dave. Talk to me nice. I'm very nervous. So, I'm going to go with Dave. He can keep him afloat. Five and oh. One thing I know about Teddy is Teddy has a lot of confidence in himself. Mm -hmm. And he is a good bet. And this is a team that is is playing like a team, like a complete team. So I think I have some confidence in that. Let's move. We got to talk about Geno Smith, 31 years of age, former second-round pick to the Jets, fizzled out there, has had a lot of backup stints, but now he is the man in Seattle, has a tough defense this week. Dave Hellman, spin that and his career forward. I love stories like this. You realize, like, no knock on Geno Smith. Prior to, like, this month, he's the answer to a trivia question. You're like, what former Jets quarterback got sucker punched in his locker room? Like, that was the story. That, that was true. the story on Geno Smith. That is Dude, true. he's playing as well as anybody in the league. He's completing 77% of his passes. He's play, He's got six touchdowns. He's thrown for 1,000 yards. He's adding something on the ground. He's playing better than Russell Wilson. Russ who? He's playing oh better God. than Russell Wilson. Uh, so, uh, here's the thing that makes it interesting for me. He's only on a one-year deal. Yep. We know the Seahawks. Like, we, they, we assume they're going to look for a quarterback, yep. right? Maybe they got the guy JD, right now. Could you see a career resurgence out of Geno Smith? Could you see one? Sorry, four year or four games not enough for me. The guy yeah. had what thirty seven touchdowns and forty six uh, turnovers. He is who he is. But, that, but he is who he is. I think you're right. Four, four games. He is who he is. But Pete Carroll loves that. Pete Carroll wants like oh, a well. safe. Quarterback, like that was his whole beef with Russ. Russ was trying yeah. to do too much. Forty-six turnovers. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, forty-six like, turnovers. If he plays the way he's that's been playing ridiculous. this month all year, something's like that. That's, I mean, he could be the guy there. Well, I don't speaking know. Speaking of turnovers, the Ravens—they're not forcing enough of them. Their pass defense, thirty-second in football. They have a huge matchup, and I mean huge, against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Bengals are sluggish as well. Dave, spin that one forward. Ravens, worst secondary in the league, and, like, I'm not misreading that. Marlon Humphrey said it this week. He said the numbers don't lie. It's unacceptable. Here's the thing that I think is interesting. Bengals, for all their talent, have only had six plays of 25-plus yards. Like, that was their calling card all last year, right? Haven't been doing it. Ravens have allowed 19 plays of 20-plus yards. So, like, this is this is two units that have been bad. Something's got to give, right? Like, somebody's going to have the successful night. I like that one. Let's get to the granddaddy of them all in my mind and Shady's mind. Eagles, they might be without their starting left tackle, Jordan Mailata. They have the Cardinals this week. This will be their biggest test of the season. Dave Hellman, spin that one forward. Road trip. 
I think this is one of the better teams they played. They did play the Vikings, but without Mylotta, they did. They ran the ball well without him last week. Credit to them for that. But this is the number five rush defense in the league. Curious to see how they do. Shady, how do you think they'll do? Ah, Eagles, easy win. I think it, it depends. No, you know, it really depends. If Kyler Murray comes to play and he's a quarterback that we know he can be, they'll win a the game. They'll have a better game. But if he, if he comes in there like Kyler, you know, Harry High School, running around back and forth quarterback, they're going to lose. Joy, what do you make of this game? Will you finally say this is a great win if the Eagles win, good win, or it's an NFL win? I, I maintain I don't think Arizona is as bad as everyone is saying that they are or that Kyler is as bad as – everyone is saying that he is. I, I think they're going to get more on track as the season goes on. Of course, after they get DeAndre Hopkins back, they'll look like a different team. I think this will be a competitive game, but I'm giving the Eagles away. That's right. That's I love right. it. That's right. That's right. Come on now. Well, y'all don't high-five too long because coming up, we're talking about Justin Fields. And Ooh. if you know anything about LaShawn McCoy, you don't have some high topics no. on Justin Fields. Whoa. Off to a rocky start. Has Justin Fields failed the Bears or have the Bears failed him? They've never had a 4,000-yard passer in the history of their franchise. And it doesn't look like he's oh about to be the first. God. That's next on Speak. I promise you don't want to go anywhere. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. hear these off-camera conversations we have, but I'm going to bring you to the on-camera one. 15 teams, 2-2, two two, including the Bucks. Tom Brady was asked about parity in the National Football League, and what he said was wild. Don't take a listen. Speak up, Tom. I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. Oh, okay, Tom. <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of, yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I see. Ooh. He said what he said. <laughs> They're 2-2, two and two too, so... Don't start hating on Tom. I'm just saying. All right. I think he's saying that, like, it's not that everybody's good. Everybody's just kind of bad. Because yeah. Yeah. in the NFC, there's two, three, four, two, three good teams. Everybody else is kind of like, Ugh. How many teams would you, like, completely bank on today? Just like, yes, they are right. good. Yeah, true. Maybe three. In the, whole, in the whole league, really. Well, at least he's taking accountability for it. We're not playing well, and other teams are not playing well. That's fact. So, speaking of bad football, I don't think anybody's playing worse than the Chicago Bears offense. Oh, my God. 33 completions through four weeks. <laughs> what Justin Fields has. Offense struggling. Fields has not thrown a touchdown pass in the last three games. He was asked the question, have the Bears failed Justin Fields or was he never the guy to begin with? That's what the ringer asked. So, Shady, I'm going to ask you that. Are the Bears failing Justin Fields? Why is it not Justin Fields is failing the Bears? Why do y'all do this? Y'all love to give him so much credit. And y'all take his back. For what? I'm tired of talking about Justin Fields. He has no touchdowns. He can't throw. Like, he's not a good player. Can we please stop talking about him? Please. But he was getting caught. Oh, my gosh. I'm done. No more, bro. No more about him. Ask the other two. Dude, does it? come on. He's like, I can do that. 
I'm done. Ask them, please. Have the Bears failed Justin Fields, Joy? Justin Fields fared the bell. Fared. Failed, failed the Bears. The Bears. Oh, I think it's failing. God. I can't say failed. It is not to completion yet. Look, there's no question that the Bears' offense is bad. They have 390 passing yards through four games. We don't need to go over the numbers. He's been the worst passer in the NFL. There's no question. The only <laughs> dynamic part of Justin Fields' game so far through the season has been his running ability, which we already knew he had. And you obviously don't want to rely solely on a player at that position being able to run because most young quarterbacks can run. That's not what you need. You can't have these kind of statistics and not have questions about what's happening. But I also have to pay attention to where he went. We know how important it is for a young quarterback to go to a good situation. What situation you go to can determine your entire career. We could talk about this Mm -hmm. for hours. Look at Trevor Lawrence, his draft mate, his first year. Dumpster fire. Did we bother to write off anything that was happening with Trevor Lawrence? We did not. We gave him grace. He had an entire year in Jacksonville, struggled. It was bad. And none of us panicked about it because we knew what the situation was. It's Jacksonville. Are we giving Chicago the kind of credit that he's going to a situation where quarterbacks thrive? Absolutely not. And I think most Chicago Bears fans would tell you that. There is equal amount of blame in this situation. You fired (laughs) Matt Nagy, right? Solid coach. Solid coach. Which we know what Mitch Trubisky is, right? So maybe it was a mistake to fire Matt Nagy. Because then you went with a young quarterback who obviously needs to be developed and hired a defensive coordinator. Because that's what Chicago loves. You didn't invest in your young quarterback. You didn't invest in a guy that's been able, that's shown his ability to develop players. What does Trevor Lawrence have in Jacksonville? Dougie P. Doug Peterson. What else did they do this year? Bring in weapons. They didn't do that for Justin Fields. And the biggest reason why this is still a work in progress is Justin Fields has not even played an entire season of NFL football yet. We're not bailing on Zach Wilson. We're not bailing on Trey Lance. Mac Jones was a rookie, went to the playoffs last year. Right. And and we still don't even know about him, but we haven't bailed yet. The best person in the class is the guy who should have been the best person in the class, which is Trevor Lawrence. That's, Dave, he looks the most talented. I need you to get in on this one. Are the Bears failing Justin Fields or vice versa? I don't think you do need me to get in on it because Joy said it all. Mm. Like, honestly, like, look, and, and to, to be fair to you, Shady, like, I, I think if you are as good as we thought Justin Fields might be, I would have liked to see – I think you'd like to see a few flashes. more flashes. Please. But at the same time. A touchdown pass? No, okay. Is that too much to ask for? But at There's the same time, pass. you trade up to draft a guy. The expectation is that everything in your organization is going to be centered around making him succeed. Correct. This is our guy. We gave up resources. We got to figure out if he's worth paying. We got to figure out if he can lift us up as an organization. We've got about three years to do it. Not five. Not five, because you got to get that contract sorted out. You got about three years. Trevor Lawrence, he looked okay to bad last year. What do they do? They go get him offensive line help. They signed Brandon Scherf. They franchise tagged his left tackle. They brought in Christian Kirk, which, I mean, some people laughed, but he's playing well for them. Like, he's got help. What does Justin Fields have? Quick. Darnell Mooney, okay. They let Allen Robinson walk out the door. The offensive line remains a dumpster fire. Like, I got to 
helps Justin Fields. I'll say two things. One, I don't think the Bears have failed Justin Fields exclusively. I think the Bears have failed themselves. Here is why. The best player on the Chicago Bears, more than likely Roquan Smith, beast of a linebacker, single-handedly won them a game against the Houston Texans. Interception, one minute left to go, put them in field goal position, 12-yard line, they kick it, they win it. The Bears did not re-up Roquan Smith. He is playing in his contract year. Why? Because the Bears are blowing up the entirety over the organization, and Justin Fields happened to be getting caught in the shrapnel. That is what's going on in Chicago. New head coach, new GM, the chairman of the team slash the chairman ownership group, they're getting up there in age. So the Bears are really blowing all of this up. But here is my response to you, Dave, specifically. Quarterbacks can help elevate players. Russell Wilson elevated Tyler Lockett. He elevated DK Metcalf, all of these things. Um, Christian Kirk, he's being elevated by Trevor Lawrence. Don't you think that Justin Fields, if he was that good, could elevate some of these subpar plays? You just compared a second-year quarterback in his – Not in like, a second year. Not even He's a second not year. not played a full season of – You just uh, compared football. Justin Fields like Tyler Lockett and DK – especially Trevor DK Lawrence. Mack. Take Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Trevor Lawrence has played in a full season of NFL football. Even that – okay, Christian Kirk was a 1,000-yard receiver who played with Kyler Murray in Arizona. Darnell Mooney's a 900-yard receiver. Is it that big a difference? Oh. It's not. I think it's, a, I think it's a fairly big difference. I don't know that Darnell Mooney would get that contract, not to mention, at least based on what we've seen. Their offensive line is 27th in pass blocking. Yeah, that, that is the other thing. Like, Jacksonville, okay, okay. again, <laughs> invested in more than just their receivers. Tag me when you're ready. Go ahead, sir. I, I thought you enough. didn't want to talk about I it. I didn't want to talk about it, but y'all just – Really want to talk about this guy, right, being okay or having some type of potential. I don't see it. You talked about Trevor Lawrence. He played terrible, right? Zach Wilson, they played terrible. But there's some games that they show some type of talent. They show some arm strength. They show some accurate passes. They showed me something. I always talk about the eyeball test. When I watch the Bears, I never see it. A struggling quarterback, the best, the best friend to him is a running game. All they do is run the ball well. That's all they do. Y'all love numbers. I know they're like top three in the, in, the, in the NFL for rushing. How is it that you have a top running game and you can't complete no passes? I, I don't see no – You didn't see any flashes from Justin Fields last I, year. No. And you know what? His first preseason game he played. He, you remember him saying, oh, this is – the NFL, this is easy. You remember him saying that? I do remember that. So remember I'm like, well, man, maybe this kid might be pretty good. Till I watch him on tape, he looks terrible. Did- Yo, if y'all did not see a little drama with the Warriors, Draymond Green allegedly punched Jordan Poole. President Bob Myers says he doesn't think Draymond Green will miss any part of the season due to discipline reasons. Shady, what was your thoughts when you heard about the fight? Man, it's a fight, bro. Brothers fight, teammates fight. I used to fight Deshaun Jackson all the time. Well, you probably never fought, but it happens. Don't suspend him. Come on. Listen, it happens. They said they're going to settle in the house. It can't be that bad. Jordan punched Kerr, didn't he? He's the coach. No. Man, you might fight. You might fight. That's it for us.